Welcome to Emran's podcast, episode number 65. This is your host, Suman Silwal. You just got to work really, really, really hard, you know, if you want to achieve your goals. Visit mrounds.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, links to our social media channels, and get race discount codes. I would like to welcome Camille Heron to Emron's podcast. Uh, Camille is a recent winner of Comrades Marathon 2017 out in South Africa. Camille, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. You're welcome to Emron's podcast. More than welcome. I've been wanting to bring you to Emron's podcast for a long time. We just couldn't get the time set up. So how's your recovery going? It is just getting better and better every day. I, uh, you know, I think I think the hardest thing for me has just been trying to get my metabolism and my sleep back in order. Uh, so I've been having to eat a lot of burgers and tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm planning to meet a friend for lunch today, and we're gonna go have another hamburger and fries so <laughs> <laughs> i guess yeah, it's, it takes yeah. a lot uh when you travel uh did you get to eat any of those burgers and tacos i did i ate lots and lots of food lots of good food and i you know i think i think you have to like listen to your cravings after a race and and so yeah i've been eating a lot of ice cream and burgers and tacos <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time when i run a races i don't have an appetite for a while so it just takes me a while <laughs> to get back to it before we uh go further uh, let's talk about your running running journey uh i've been following your running journey and we met uh, here in M- montgomery when we when you re- when we ran a montgomery marathon i think you won that race um, i did and yep. uh, let's talk about your running journey yeah well i started running in 1995 and you know and i gotta i gotta mention that my first running book was lore of running um in junior high and it talked all about the comrades ultra marathon in there and so i only knew of one ultra for pretty much you know most of my running career until recently and um, but yeah i i was good enough in high school that I got a college scholarship to University of Tulsa and um, I had a lot of injuries when I was in high school and college and so um, I ended up becoming just a recreational runner for a few years uh, but I met my husband uh, when I was an undergrad and he was running professionally at the time and I was just helping him with his running career and he qualified for the Olympic marathon trials in 2004 and so uh, you know I'm just kind of tagging along with him and helping him with his career and um, one day we were up running and training up in Boulder and I was going out for a run longer than him and he was like what wait wait a minute what's going on you know here I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like the recreational runner and I'm running further than him and uh, so yeah so he wanted to know how much I was running and um, at the time I was running about 70 miles per week <laughs> wow recreation and, runner and running 70 miles yeah <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, you know, I wasn't even racing at the time. I was just like running because I like to run. You know, it's always been kind of ingrained in me. And so my husband was like, wow, you know, that's pretty good. And so he started giving me workouts. And um, and I found I basically I dropped like two minutes off my 5k time, like within a couple months. So I was improving really quickly. And um, I ran my first 10k and my first 15k and a half marathon. And it just seemed like the longer I went, the stronger and better I performed. And so we set the goal to try and make the Olympic marathon trials in 2008. 
So I ended up, you know, flash forward here, you know, just over 10 years and I've made, you know, three Olympic marathon trials and I've now won 20 marathons and um, I don't even know how many ultras I've won now. But yeah, so (laughs) I found out and then I, uh, you know, I got into running all these back to back marathons and that's kind of what led me into doing ultras and finding out I was even better at that. So definitely. Let's let's talk about ultra a little bit uh, later. Uh, Let's talk about uh, your marathon road marathon what is the fastest uh, road marathon have you done yeah so my pr was 237 14 at the 2012 olympic marathon trials and um you know i it was fun it was fun at a time you know um when i was trying to you know maximize my speed in the marathon but i i, I got sponsorship with marathonguide.com back in 2010 and all my teammates were running these back-to-back marathons and you know i was really Really curious at how they were able to do that and so um, before you know it I started doing it as well and you know I was performing like pretty consistently like you know low 240s in the marathon like back-to-back marathons and and so yeah that just that kind of led me into finding out about you know people running all 50 states and, and you know the marathon maniacs and I always felt like I kind of had this crazy bug in me like I you know it wasn't so much just about running fast and being like an elite runner I, I kind of I'm kind of someone that like I like to travel and meet people and I just like to have a lot of fun with it so yeah it just kind of hit me definitely uh let's talk about that ultra marathon what what pushed you to the ultra marathon uh, you know some sometime when you when you're in that level that speed a lot of time uh, people don't want to go to ultra because of the the distance the injuries and all so let's yeah talk about that. good good point yeah you know I've wanted to run ultras for probably like 10 years but um you know being being relatively fast my husband kind of wanted me to to work on you know the marathon for the longest time and so you know I I got pretty quick you know 237 is pretty reasonably quick but at the same time you know it's like you're not going to be you know making I'm not in position to make an Olympic team and you know and I I worked at it for a really long time and I just my career just kind of evolved over time that I started running these back-to-back races and had a lot of success with it and so it just became more fun for me to you know push myself in a different way and see what's possible so definitely uh and looks like the ultra is kind of fit right in like you said oh yeah yeah so as far as how i got into the ultra thing um so i went and ran the new york city marathon in 2011 and um i met david montes the lead coordinator for new york city and he had told me about two oceans in south africa and so i you know i as i mentioned the only ultra i'd ever heard of was comrades and so when he told me about two oceans I you know I had to look it up and I realized you know hey you know that's a nice stepping stone for me and so um so yeah I ended up making my ultra debut at two oceans which is 56 kilometers and back in 2013 and you know my first ultra I think I was a bit too timid with it and I was I I wasn't really sure how my body was going to feel or you know how I needed to change you know how I paced myself or how I fueled and how hydrated and so I, I ended up underperforming I felt and um, I finished 10th at my first uh, two oceans and so um, you know I was still at that point I was still running a lot of marathons and um, just really having a good time with that so but yeah I ended up eventually I tried to make my comrades debut the following year and um, I ended up getting sick and ill and um, I passed I made it 83 kilometers in that race and then I passed out and yeah it was really scary 
scary at the time. Like I ended up in the ER and like I just I had a fever and um, had lost a lot of body fluids. And so, yeah, I was a little bit scared of the whole ultra thing for, for quite a while. I wasn't really sure if it was something that my body could handle. And, you know, it was it's really hard for marathoners to take that kind of leap with their running and, you know, to not to go into the unknown and not know how to do it and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it, it wasn't until 2015 that I finally was able to really commit myself to, to say, hey, I, I've got to do this. You know, I got to prove myself. And so, yeah, I ended up running my first 100K in 2015. And um, and that's kind of when my ultra career took off. So, yeah. Definitely. Uh, talk about ultra, ultra distance running. Uh, do you do a lot of road ultra or trail ultras? Yeah, you know, I think um, it was the transition was easier for me coming from a marathon background to start with road ultras. And so I thought that was a really smart way to do it because I was able to there's less logistics involved with road ultras so they're usually on you know courses that are like loop courses and so you're getting aid pretty frequently just from the stations and you know you don't really have to carry as much so so yeah I felt like road ultras was really a great transition for me and um, but being in the United States and um, it's trail running that tends to be more popular than the road ultras and so you know once I had all my success in 2015 everybody was like hey Camilla you gotta try on the trial ready <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so then, you know, I, my running career took a whole other, you know, leap of faith with the trail running the past year. And yeah, so I've been able to get my feet wet with all the trail running the past year. And, you know, and then I was able to go back this year for comrades and go back to road ultras. And so now I've just got, you know, the versatility to run any distance or any surface. And yeah, it just makes it more fun. Definitely. And um, speed that you're running is pretty fast. Uh, do you put the similar speed? <laughs> on the on the trail as well or how does that work for you because some of my friends yeah, that's some, a good question yeah some of my friends they don't want to go some of them are fast uh road friends they don't want to go trail ultra because of the speed they have <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true you know i um i was definitely a little bit you know hesitant to go the trail running because i i thought it would try to sap my speed uh and i've learned i've actually learned over time that i think it's easier to go from the roads to the trail than it is to go from trail to road and I think you've got to like stay in touch with your road speed you know if you are doing the trail running um, but yeah as far as like how I do it like I, I train a lot by heart rate and so for me to at the 50 mile the 100k distance I try to aim for about a 75 to 80 percent of max heart rate effort and I found that you know just knowing that effort you know I can translate that to any surface whether trail or road and so I really just try to concentrate on that effort uh you know, even when you're on the trail, I mean, you're, you know, climbing and descending and you're going over technical terrain and you're just trying to focus on that effort and, and just keep pushing it. You know, even if it's like 8, 30, 10 minute miles or, you know, for me. Um, so, so yeah, I, I figured out how to do it. And as I mentioned, you know, there's a lot of logistics. Uh, there's a huge learning curve to trail running. And so that's been the, the biggest thing I've been having to, to get better at. Definitely. Um, I've transitioned from road to a trail 2012 I, it took me a while to get adjusted to trail ankle rollings and falling down and uh. <laughs> <laughs> snakes and ticks and all those uh, yeah, I still deal with some of, them, some of those but I'm 
comes and not used to it. So yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's like it's so crazy to think like you know all these things that you would never even encounter in a road race. You know, you're you're falling and you're tripping and you're bleeding and you're sweating and. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, recently I, I was running a race and I was looking one direction, I was looking next direction, next thing I know is I was on the floor, so. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but uh, yeah. that's yeah, that's uh, that's I think those are the part. Uh, a lot of time, our uh, road running friends get scared of uh, being some of those things. But I exactly, think, I think there's yeah. uh, there's a lot to say about what what you are doing with your speed and road and trail. Definitely with this effort. Uh, talk. Let's talk about a little bit of effort yeah. uh, running your heart rate. Uh, uh, what does that mean to you? I mean, you mentioned just a little bit. Just can you can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I it's pretty cool because I've got like ten years of data on myself and. Training training by heart rate and you know I I was able to have my biggest breakthrough um with the marathon when I really got serious with the heart rate training and um, you know I found out that because I do a lot of heart rate based progression runs that are at like 80 to 90 percent of my max heart rate and so I've learned that I wasn't pushing myself hard enough when I started doing that that I could actually push even harder than I thought I could and so once I realized I got comfortable with being uh, knowing that I could push harder that was when things really started to happen for me in the marathon and I was finally able to break 240 in the marathon and so you know that's kind of been a staple of my training for most of my running career and when I transitioned to trail running and my thought was that I needed to aim for about a 75 to 80 percent effort because I felt like uh, that was an effort that you know I could sustain for you know many many hours and so I just practiced a lot of progression runs well I practiced a lot of progression runs at like 80 to 90 percent so I was running quicker than what I was going to be racing at for 100k and so I got really comfortable with that effort and then all I had to do was just kind of back off of that effort when I raced and so um you know I remember going into the 100k world championship and you know I'm I'm taking off and everybody's like oh my gosh she's going so fast and I felt so confident and so comfortable I knew I could sustain that effort and that's really what has propelled me you know to be doing things that haven't been done in 25 years uh since Ann Trayson and so yeah I I really I'm really a strong believer in heart rate training and and being able to know that effort and be confident in that and be able to translate it to any surface. Definitely. Um, you're a researcher by, by training, and <laughs> I, I guess you do research yeah. and experiment on yourself. That's a great thing, so... I am. I, I've got a very scientific mind. Um, the funny thing is, you know, like I, I had a really popular blog here for several years and I shared a lot of my science knowledge and, you know, and I'm pretty cerebral, but like when I race, like I feel like I have, I go totally zen and I'm like, it's like I'm just in a tunnel. I've got like tunnel vision and um, I'm someone that has a very, I've got a very level head. So I'm just, you know, we're talking about tripping and falling and bleeding and like, I'm like Forrest Gump running through a battlefield and, you know, there's like gunfire going on around me and my only single mission is to win. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So that leads to to our uh, main topic, talking about uh, comrade. Let's talk about comrade. You first attempt, you end up in the hospital. Second attempt, you won on the race. Uh, Let's talk about that. How did you prepare for a comrade? (laughs) 
Yeah, it's been a really interesting roller coaster for me the past year. Uh, I've had a lot of injuries and, um, you know, we're talking about trail running and tripping and falling and that sort of thing. And so I've had a lot of freak accidents um, on with the trail running. Um, you know, my first trail race at Lake Sonoma, um, I had torn my hamstring a couple weeks before it and I was really reluctant to do it. But at the same time, I kind of felt pressured into doing it. And um, so unfortunately, like I ran the trail race and it ended up being pretty miserable with my hamstring. So yeah, I basically the past year I tore my left hamstring and then I tore my right hamstring. And then back in the middle of March at the Chuckanut 50K, I ended up um, partially tearing my MCL, flipping in the mud. So uh, so the trail running was been kind of brutal in my body. And so yeah, going into Comrades here, you know, I here I hurt my knee in the middle of March and then um, you know I've got two and a half months to to prepare and get healthy for comrades so I definitely did not have a good like the best possible preparation for it um, but you know I just still remained optimistic and um, you know I rested my knee and, and then I started back running and just had to start putting one foot in front of the other uh, to get ready for it um, but you know I talk about like Zatapec effect so I don't know if you know do you know what that is like the no. Zatapec effect never heard of the term okay, okay so the Zatapec effect is, uh, is uh, so Zatapec was like the this really good mid-distance runner uh, back in, I think, back in the 50s. Well, anyway, so he got, like, sick before the Olympics, and, like, he couldn't run and, like, had to take a break. Well, when he came back, he ended up, like, going on to win all these Olympic medals. So the Zatopec effect, you know, I felt like I had a little bit of that going on after I had to rest my knee and start running again. Like, I felt really, really good. Got you. And the past two months. And so I think that rest definitely did me some good. And I was able to start training again and eventually add back in a couple of speed sessions. And so we just had to be really patient with my body. And I did like two hill sessions where I've been driving down to Mount Scott, which is like our nearest mountain. I've been really practicing running up and down the mountain and doing intervals. And I think that that was really the key workout that I did in my training for comrades and um, being able to climb for extended periods and so um so yeah i really think i think i've been like pretty well rested going into comrades and that was a huge benefit and and then also doing the hill session uh every two weeks and driving down and, and such so, so yeah i went into comrades like feeling like i was probably about 80 percent fitness you know maybe not in peak fitness but i felt really confident that i was in good enough shape that i could at least contend for the win so yeah that's just kind of how i felt going into it definitely uh then then there there you were uh, lining up uh, at the race uh how, how did it feel uh to be at the place where you always want to be um back racing again oh man i tell you i i could just feel it like i just wanted i i, I wanted redemption so bad like i mean i've waited three years to be able to do this again and um you know even even just being at 80 percent like i was like I was like, man, I've just got to, I've got to nail this. Like, I've just got to go out there and just hammer it. And so I, (laughs) (laughs) it was probably pretty bold and brave of me to, you know, to be taking off and, you know, hammering it, climbing like I did. Um, But like I said, you know, I just really focus on my own effort when I race and try not to worry about anyone else. And um, I felt, I just felt good, you know. I mean, you you always have to, that you, you taper right and you eat right, you sleep right and, you know, you feel good on the day. 
And um, I've had quite a bit of good luck with that, uh, you know, racing internationally and, and feeling really good on the day and, and being able to have a good performance. So so how, how was it like the course uh, course layout? I, I, I've seen a lot of videos. You ran with a group of people, um, it looked like. So, so how was yeah. the course and, and the support for you? Oh, gosh, there is nothing like it. Comrades, I mean, the only thing I can maybe compare it to is like the New York City or Boston marathons but even those I mean those are like elite women's starts so I'm you don't have the men around you and those at least I don't have the men around me when I race those and so the cool thing about comrades you know is it's a mass start and so and it's 20,000 participants it's I mean it's ridiculous um but yeah the whole country gets behind the race and I mean they televise it and it you know it's kind of like the a mini version of the Olympics for for South Africa (laughs) (laughs) so yeah as far as like how the course is um, you know they, they alternate it being an up year versus a down year and so it goes from Durban to Peter Maritzburg and so um, so the this year was an up year and so you have to climb for about the first 40k and then it kind of levels out and then it's kind of rolling and then it has towards the end it has a couple of really good hills and one of them is called Polly Short and then you have about like a 5 mile to 10k drop um, to the finish um, and and so yeah so I kind of had to segment it into thirds you know knowing getting past the first climb and then it levels out and you're just trying to like maybe pick it up or be steady and then you get to that poly short hill and once you once you hit poly short hill it pretty much you know smooth sailing to the finish so um, I was you know as I mentioned like there's 20,000 runners and I mean they're, with them televising it you know and having a camera on me there's a lot of men like wanting to run around me and you know, get the kid on TV. <laughs> 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 were you leading the race most of the time and how did that work uh, yeah yeah I, I was really surprised but you know I took off at my own effort and um, and we start climbing and I was amazed that there weren't any other women with me you know I'm, I wasn't really concentrating on anyone else in the race I was really just focused on myself and you know I had so many men around me it was, it was insane and uh, they were so courteous like they were like moving over to the side and you know trying to give me space and, and then the, there's so much core support they give out these sachets uh, that you have to like bite into it and squirt it in your mouth and so the guys a lot of the guys in the race were like trying to grab them and hand them to me and um, I was actually running with my own food bottles so I was trying to rely on those mostly but um, I did grab a couple of the sachets and um, drink those and those are kind of fun because they like blow up in your face <laughs> so, so yeah it was as far as like um you know how the how the race went for me like you know I'm running my own effort and I felt really good with the climbing and uh but yeah I've had I've still had some hamstring tightness and I think that like that just kind of hindered me a little bit I was hoping to pick up the pace and really drop it drop the pace down on the second half and uh, my but my butt was a little bit tight from all the climbing we had to do and so yeah I I really was kind of able to enjoy the second half more and just kind of take it all in and yeah definitely uh 
tell us about what is the diff- most difficult part uh, for you at that race. I actually think it was harder that that my hamstring. Just thinking about my hamstring actually became a greater challenge than the the course itself. I felt like I became kind of fixated on my hamstring, and it was really tight, and it was kind of annoying me. And um, and then I, my husband, I've kind of gotten into the habit of like grabbing a beer at some point. <laughs> <laughs> beer. Yeah, yeah. My so my husband. My husband had some beer uh, to give me, and um, that always kind of peps me up to get a beer late in the race. And so, yeah, so I kind of took more time at the aid stations on the second half, and knowing that I had a, a pretty good lead, but I was also off course record pace. So I knew I was felt pretty confident that I felt good. And um, after I got that beer, I was like really feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was advised not to take a beer during the ultra marathon. Because <laughs> I've done a few times during the marathon i do still do it you know there i don't know have, have you done i'm guessing you've done the mercedes marathon yeah yeah i do it here so definitely every year okay well they've got that beer stop it's yep. like the, mile 25 the, yeah yes, right before yes. i've got a buzz a couple of times doing, <laughs> just doing a sip of it so <laughs> yeah and you can drive down to the finish pretty yeah. well so so uh, uh talk about uh you mentioned about a station how was the eighth station like uh is it a when you do a road marathon is it a stations like ultra marathon kind of road station or is it a little different yeah because i'm going back comrades is my first road ultra in you know in like just a year and a half and so i forgot how well stocked the aid stations are i mean they had something like 46 aid stations for the 87k race you know 50 54 55 miles wow um yeah 46 aid stations it was insane and so i've gotten into the habit of carrying my own bottles and being you know pretty self-sufficient with the trail running and so i felt like i was carrying a lot of my own stuff and i felt like you know if i go go, going back next year i don't think i need to carry so much um but yeah with the trail running i mean there's a lot more logistics involved and you know aid stations might be like five to ten miles apart and so you you have to learn to carry your own fluids and to know you know how much to drink and you know making sure you're staying hydrated and that sort of thing um so yeah i've just had to get used to you know the differences between both and you know being able to fuel and hydrate properly so Definitely. Um, let's talk about the uh, finish, finishing area, finishing line. I just watched a video that you thought that you were done with the race and you were walking <laughs> and high-fiving everybody. Then, and then you realized that the finishing line a little, little bit ahead of you. Let's talk about that. Did you know that you finished or are you still, what happened there? Oh gosh, you know, I, uh, that's probably like the biggest sports blooper ever. (laughs) (laughs) I I had to laugh looking at it because, you know, in, in the moment I had no idea that, you know, anything was going wrong. Like, (laughs) but yeah, what, you know, what happened was, you know, I signed most, pretty much most of the race I've got like a motorcade um leading me you know where to go and and so they turned off before I hit the stadium and um you know and so I come into the stadium and I see this tiny mat and this big arch and they hand me a rose and a baton and I'm thinking okay I guess that was the finish (laughs) (laughs) and so I'm thinking I'm finished and I'm slapping high fives with people and um there's so much noise that I didn't know that people were shouting 
shouting and pointing, you know, to keep going. And, you know, I'm tired because I just ran 87 kilometers. And it wasn't until another runner came up behind me and tapped me on the shoulder and pointed that I needed to keep going. Uh, Fortunately, I had a big enough lead. You know, it it didn't come down to a sprint finish, but I started sprinting uh, as hard as I could. And uh, yeah, then I finally (laughs) crossed the real finish. (laughs) I guess it's always a good idea to learn the finishing area. That was a strange Yeah, too. it was really confusing. Yeah, that was strange. It because, was. Yeah, I watched the video. That's on the YouTube. I watched the video as you're coming in and even the announcer saying, she thinks she's finished. She's not finished. She got to keep on going. <laughs> People are telling her. <laughs> They were not sure whether you were uh, actually just walking to the finish or you really. <laughs> but as soon as the guy pointed, another fellow runner pointed out, you just sprinting to free life. So, yeah. <laughs> so oh that. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. Yeah, so, and and there was, I mean, there was another girl, at least another elite that stopped at the same place, and they had to tell her to keep going. So I know it wasn't just me, but you know, I couldn't, it couldn't see the finish line because you had to go around another corner to yeah. get there, and so. Yeah, it was, it, it was really <laughs> odd. Definitely. Tell us about uh, how did you feel? Finally, this is your only ultra marathon that you ever knew in your life. And winning that marathon now, comrades, uh, 2017, and the first U.S. women to win in a long time. Tell us about how you felt. Oh, gosh. Like I said, you know, comrades is like the one ultra I knew about for the longest time. And, you know, it's something you read about in books and you read about Bruce Fordyce and, and you wonder, like, how in the world did they do that and you know and I I was always a good runner growing up but I never could have dreamed that I would have the talent to be able to run like this and so to, to, have, to have now run it and won it it's like oh my gosh I can't believe that even happened I mean I I got really emotional and when I was they they took me to medical after the race and it finally dawned on me that like what I had just done and and, uh, and you know even in the race I had prepared myself to stay like pretty pretty chill and not get worked up on, you know, what I was doing and, you know, all the energy. Um, I was having to stay like pretty chill and in the moment. And so, you, you know, my emotions were, were pretty like chill. And, and so when it finally dawned on me that I, what I had done, I mean, it's, you know, it's a culmination of so much hard work that I've put in for so long and, and all the things that I've had to overcome. And, you know, I've, I, you know, I had to pick myself up and try again after I had, you know, collapse and ended up in the ER in 2014. And, you know, but I, I mean, I've had, I've had some really, really tough moments, um, especially like just the past year with all my injuries and, um, you know, it's, so I really just got to enjoy the moment now, you know, and appreciate when I am on top of the world and, you know, and I achieve something like this. And, you know, I just, I I hope, I know there's probably going to be many more great moments to come, but, you know, I can definitely reflect back on this moment and and say, you know, hey, that was really, really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And, and you made, made all of us proud. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was so, so proud to see that. I, I, I was, I was following you in the face, on the Facebook. Then I realized you won it. I was like, oh, wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I texted a friend. Uh, he's from England and he loves, uh, Gary Dixon. He loves, he loves anything about Comrade. He has done it three, three times or twice already. He's going back. Uh, and he oh, talks about the so whole great. comrade, and he he has put me put a comrade in my head that uh, I need to go run that for sure. <laughs> so, Man, 
that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like I I just want other people to experience it now because it is like nothing you've ever done. Like I mean, it's like the whole country comes behind it and they televise it. And and I mean, the, the people are just in awe of you when to know that you've run it because it's so it's such an extreme event. You know, I mean, it, it, they call it the ultimate human race because I mean, it really feels like that. It just has so much of a positive vibe and energy with it. And so yeah, I want to I, I got to bring you and many more people with me. <laughs> <laughs> We can be a beer cruise for you. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I I've learned I've learned to have like my my limit my limit is two beers. I won't drink more than two beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't ever try bourbon, though. That's a... <laughs> oh, don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah. get me going on with tequila. <laughs> yeah. I've done a bourbon with a coffee, and it didn't it didn't go well at three o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> I think uh, you met Bruce Fordyce, nine time winner. Um, after the race, uh, did he say anything about the about the race, the winning? Oh, he was. Great. I tell you, Bruce, Bruce is like, I mean, he's like been my idol for so long. And, um, and you know, and I, I get to hang out and party with him. And, you know, I think the thing about like elite runners is, yeah, you know, everybody thinks we're like really serious runners, but, um, you know, we're really serious in the race. But I mean, he has such a good positive energy about him and, you know, just being really easygoing and outside of running. And I think that, you know, if you're kind of like a happy go lucky person and you really enjoy and take in and um, what you're doing I you know I, I can see how he had such an amazing career because he's just such a delightful person and um, so yeah he was he was really cool we had a good time together <laughs> <laughs> so after winning uh, Comrade uh, has anything changed for you now I, I know you were a lot in TV and media uh, oh, what else gosh. has changed for you oh it, yeah just I I mean I just didn't really really think about the magnitude of what I had done you know before the race or what what you know winning really meant you know i've really had to take it all in that you know this is pretty historical that you know i mean there's only been three americans that have won so yeah i think you know as far as like this is something that not many have done and it's so hard to do just given the nature of the competition and the difficulty of the course and um so yeah i think i think it's really important that you know i've brought the race into the greater limelight with the American and, and, and such. And, you know, maybe I'll draw more interest into road ultra running. And um, I think that that's really important because there's, there's been such an interest in trail running here in the States. And, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, we'll generate more interest in uh, ultra road running. So, yeah. Definitely. And th there are a lot of races still road ultra running. It's not, it doesn't get as much highlight like a trail ultra running or, or. Yeah. I think that that's really important. You know, I, I want people to, To, you know have respect for what we do with the road ultra running and you know to to see that like it's just as awesome as trail running i mean you're going at a really high intensity and internationally you know road ultras are, are pretty popular and um, especially over in europe i know there's there's several that i've had on my bucket list that i want to do and so yeah I, you know if i can generate more interest in comrades and road ultra running you know i think that that's that's definitely going to be a good thing definitely talk about that uh What inspires you to do what you do? Ah, gosh, I, I, I joke that I'm like, I'm like the movie zombie that, you know, like has like, is cut up and like is still alive and like keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
know. I just, I'm such a like positive person that, you know, even in my deepest, darkest moments in my life, like I've just found like a positive light and like picked myself up and, you know, stayed really happy and positive. And, um, I, I, I think it has been, you know, maybe one of my greater purposes in life to, you know, to found out that I am a good ultra runner and, you know, and that I can, you know, pursue some really crazy goals now. And, and so, yeah, you know, I, if I can, I, I hope that maybe, you know, Bruce Fordyce is my hero and, you know, maybe I'll inspire some other young girls to, to do what I'm doing, you know, someday. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool that, you know, I can be an inspiration to others and, um, you know, be a positive light to others. So definitely. And you are already inspiration to others already so just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so tell us about yeah. you you, ta- you you just talked about your deepest darkest moment what is what is like for you running an even comrade or some of the some of the ultra races how 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 do you get out of that I mean, we all have that correct yeah you know we we all we all have our struggles in life and um and you know i one one thing i talked about is um you know my family lost our home to the may 3rd 99 tornado and um, back when i was in high school and and you know that was that was a huge turning point for me because I, I was going through a lot of injuries and then we lost our home and, um, and, you know, and then I went to college and I had a, a lot of injuries and I ended up um, basically getting a medical hardship. And I, I basically thought I was going to lose running, you know, lose my ability to be a competitive runner because I didn't think my body could handle it. And so for me to, you know, had this like turning point in my running career, you know, that's really, I've had so many evolutions in my running career and, you know, I just think it's just not giving up on myself and believing, believing that I really had something special inside of me and I just needed to find it and keep picking myself up again. And, um, so yeah, I, you know, I hope that I've had a lot of people write to me through my website, you know, about their injuries and how they don't think that they'll be able to get back to the same form again. And, you know, and I've, I've had to pick myself up again and, you know, I've gone through so many deep, dark moments in my life. I mean, it's been an emotional roller coaster just the past year and, and, you know, and I had to keep picking myself up and, you know, and just believing that I could still do it. So definitely. And uh, you have done it and you have proved to yourself that over and over. So and that's always yeah. a great story. So talk talk about running and training. Uh, tell us about what kind of nutrition plan do you do you put in? Uh, are you, do you have anything? You talked about a burger earlier. Uh- Every, anything and everything. I do not have any special diet. I like, I love to eat burgers and tacos and ice cream and drink beer and even have Coke and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up in Oklahoma, I, I grew up eating a lot of meat and a lot of beef. And so, and my mom, my mom's like a gourmet chef. And so I grew up eating a lot of Southern home cooking. And so I, I think that that's really been key is that, you know, I've grown up being like pretty well fed and that's given me a lot of energy to do sports and be, you know, physically active. And, um, you know, my, my husband's Irish. And, and so we eat a lot of meat and potatoes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Definitely drinking beer and uh, whiskey. Yeah. And it, it, took it, it took you a little too long to get to uh, trail running or ultra running. So, <laughs> because that's what we do, drink a lot of beer. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I actually, I had my diet analyzed when I was in grad school. And I found out that I, I, my natural diet is higher in fat. So I, I, ha- I consume about 35% of my diet is fat. And I also found out that I'm a naturally good fat burner. And so, you know, it just, it makes sense now to see that, you know, 
know, I am a good ultra runner and it probably has something to do with my natural metabolism and diet. So, so yeah, I definitely, you know, I, I hear people eating these like crazy high fat diets, but you know, I think if you eat, if you eat like, you know, I'm eating like 35% fat, you know, which is pretty reasonable, but you know, you know, I, I think it's, there's, there's a hundred ways to skin a cat, you know, there's a lot, I've got plenty of vegan and vegetarian friends that are doing amazing things. And, you know, I, I think you just got to stick with what works for you and and yeah definitely uh that's one of my struggle at this moment i'm trying to work through nutrition nutrition plan i talk a lot about that and try to figure that out but uh, nothing's working for me so <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so we, I'll have to put a blog post or at least a Facebook Live on it. But uh, tell us about your, uh, you, you, you're about to run a Western State. Uh, tell us about that a little bit. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, so I think I'd heard about um, Ann Trayson doing the Comrades Western States double like a year and a half ago. And, you know, I'm having built a career out of doing all these back-to-back marathons, you know, it's it's kind of been my thing to, do, to take on these amazing endurance feats. And so, yeah, when I heard about her amazing double I thought man that would just be like the ultimate physical and mental challenge (laughs) and so so yeah so here I am you know I got past the first step and uh and you know I I basically can say that you know I have a singular goal and I've only met you know half of my goal or you know a third of my goal uh and so so now you know I when I set goals you know I I really strive to go for it and you know this hasn't been done in 20 years and so I definitely feel a sense of motivation uh to you know give it everything I got and you know just just uh just see what happens so definitely have you done any 100 miler or is this going to be your first one this is going to be my first you know there's been several polls that have come out you know where they're trying to rank like who they think is going to win and um you know and I'm being ranked right now like below a bunch of other women who are more experienced than me um but yeah I mean I'm, I'm hoping I can channel uh Magdalena Boulay made her debut at Western States in 2015 and you know she was able to win it and so you know I'm hoping that I can channel you know some good karma uh, from her and uh you know be able to go out there and really you know hit a home run so definitely looking forward to following you on the western state like i did for uh, <laughs> uh what do you call a comrade definitely will would love to see yeah you, see you do great work over there yeah it's gonna be a fun fun day i tell you <laughs> and night hopefully not all yeah, night for yeah. you yeah my goal I've, I've got some pretty bold goals but uh but yeah if i can finish before the sun sets i think that will be a pretty epic goal to have so we'll, we'll see <laughs> we'll see we'll, we'll definitely have to see uh you're yeah. just you're just recovering from a, a pretty hard race and then going to another hard so press my luck <laughs> yeah we're we wishing you all luck possible i'm sending the vibe from all the way from alabama so all right <laughs> <laughs> Camilla, uh, we talked a lot about running, racing, uh, ultra running, and you winning your dream marathon, our comrade marathon, it's ultra marathon. Give us a word of advice to all the people who are listening, especially young girls who are listening or people who are listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, give a word of advice to pursue their dreams, even if even if it's uh, <laughs> even if it's bold uh, dreams, pursue it. Yeah, I I've just always been somebody that. I just really, really believed in myself. And, you know, I think it, I think it's important to have heroes and people that you look up to. And so I'm fortunate that, you know, my parents were my first 
role models and they were the ones that first believed in me and you know they supported me and 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 they both my parents were good athletes as well and so I just I just grew up like wanting to be like my parents and to be a good athlete and you know they were my heroes and um, and then I had other role models as well and I wanted to be a globe trotter and and uh you know and so 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 yeah so I, I definitely think it's important to have people that you look up to and that can be you know a positive light in your life and and then you've got to believe in yourself you gotta you know when you gotta think about all you gotta channel all those hard moments that you've gone through and, and how hard you worked you've just got to work really 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 hard um you know if you want to achieve your goals and um and so yeah I, I definitely think that you know I've been able to use running uh, positively for for such a long time you know even when I was an undergrad, um, I was using it as a form of stress relief um, because I was a pre-med student and, you know, and I was obviously under a lot of stress. And so I, I learned that running made me feel good. And so I think it's important, you know, as, as a runner at, at any level that you got to stay in touch with that and you've got to think of running and how it makes you feel and, you know, making sure that it makes you feel good and, you know, good mental state, good physical state. Uh, so, yeah, so I I. I definitely think that, you know, there's there's a lot of lessons to learn from being a runner and it, it makes life better. <laughs> Great. Thanks for word advice. Uh, definitely we're looking forward to follow your your journey through Western cool. State and beyond. Are you are you headed back to uh, South Africa? I think you mentioned that. You gotta you gotta do the the back to back, right? <laughs> I will for sure. I'm gonna go back until my legs can't run anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Sounds like a great journey and um, you have slowly <laughs> slowly uh, discovering the world through running so exactly it's fun it's fun it's been great talking to you and thanks for your time yeah you too yeah thank you thank you for having me i appreciate it thank you <laughs> if you have a need to cover your events from marketing to taking photos please contact mruns.com by emailing at marathonruns at gmail.com Thanks for listening to another episode of Emirates Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast channel, Voice of Runners, at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and more. And also follow our social media channel, Marathon Runs, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.